Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio, back live in the studio at 3CR. This is your host, Phil Evans, coming to you from the land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation, where sovereignty has never been ceded. Uh, we acknowledge the uh, pivotal role that First Nations people play in environmental and social justice struggles and pay respects to elders past and present and a big hello to all First Nations listeners today. This, of course, is Dirt Radio, the Friends of the Earth show on 3CR where we dig in deep and find out what's going on around at Friends of the Earth and in the wider grassroots activist community. Um, today on the show, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about a regular conference that happens in Melbourne. It's the IMARC conference, which is the International Mining and Resources Conference, which brings together all sorts of fossil fools and extractivists from around um, the country and the world, indeed, to talk about how they can dig up our planet and basically destroy it. Uh, For many years now, there's been a strong resistance from activists to say no to this conference and to hold counter-conferences, protests outside... And recently, of course, the emergence of the Blockade IMARC group, which is now an alliance uh, who are fighting for land, water and life um, against the IMARC conference, which they say destroys it. So they're inviting people to bring their creative voice and to stand in solidarity against IMARC, which is happening from January 31st to February 2nd this year for all sorts of creative resistance to that particular conference and what happens around there. And joining me a little bit later on the show will be Alice, who is one of the activists who is involved with Blockade IMARC, and we'll have a chat to them about what's happening, what extractivism is, and how you can get involved to blockade iMark. You're on Dirt Radio. This is Phil Evans. We'll be back after these community service announcements. The Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion, and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Common Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, clap your hands. If 
Yeah, do jump on to 3cr.org.au and subscribe today to Radical Radio. You are on 3CR with Phil Evans here, Dirt Radio, the Friends of the Earth show. And today we're talking about Blockade IMARC and the extractivism that will be discussed at that conference by mining magnets and all sorts of fossil fools from around the world at the end of January in our humble little town of Nam slash Melbourne. Um, so we're going to talk to um, Alice, who is an activist involved in the Blockade IMARC Alliance, and talk about the fight for an end to extractivism, the process of large-scale mining for uh, export that's rooted deeply within colonialism and imperialism. And joining me on the phone is Alice now. Hello, are you there? Yeah. Hello, are you there, Alice? Yes. Excellent. I managed to flick the right switches. Nice to be back on the air after so long. (laughs) And great to have you with us. Welcome to Dirt Radio. No, thanks for having me. So I'm wondering uh, if we could start off a little bit basic and say uh, the IMARC conference really is a coming together of all sorts of people who really do seek to destroy the planet in so many different ways. And I I love how the Blockade IMARC Alliance has framed it around this idea of extractivism. What is extractivism? That is a good question. Um, And it has a lot of definitions around the place. Um, but we kind of take our definition, what we're using, from Latin America, and so there have been activists fighting against destruction of land and culture for many decades there, and they've been using this term to talk about the large-scale digging up of resources or using land or water um, in order to export it for profit. But basically, you know, large-scale use of resources for profit. And then there are also people who kind of expand on that definition, um, not just stuff from the ground, but that you can have extractivism of people, of work hours, of, you know, all sorts of things. So it's basically this kind of entitlement to taking lots and lots of stuff, which we often like to call natural resources, which I think is a pretty... Mm -hmm impersonal term Mm. um it's not just resources it's people and land and water and then using it then selling it for profit and all these things (laughs) it sounds like a lot going on but i imagine a lot of people listening at home are probably pretty familiar with the conversations going on around extractivism when it comes to fossil fuels but it's kind of bigger than that isn't it yeah definitely and so and that's something that we've really had to learn when working out how to protest and disrupt IMARC, because in the past, you know, people might have seen the big protests that groups like Friends of the Earth helped organise when um, Adani was at IMARC in 2017, and so Quick Coal was there and all the stuff Adani people and saying, no, we can't keep digging these fossil fuels. And of course, we agree wholeheartedly with that. But given, you know, things are changing, you know, most of the population acknowledges that the climate crisis is real and, you know, even our government saying we need to get to net zero by 2050. And so IMARC and the mining companies are getting on board 
and talking about decarbonisation and net zero. Um, and so that's kind of opened up this whole world to be like, yes, fossil fuels are bad. We need to stop using them and transition to renewables. But if we're just, you know, continuing the same way of living and thinking that we can just take so much stuff out, out of the earth and consume, consume, consume for profit, then that doesn't actually solve our problems because renewable energy, it's not, it's, it still takes a lot of mining um, mm. and causes a lot of damage. And when we have mining companies that are like, oh, no, we're the good guys now because we're not digging up fossil fuels anymore, um, but they're still digging big holes and, you know, causing, you know, really a lot of damage in communities around the world, then we need to stop and be like, okay, this is bigger than fossil fuels. This is extractivism in general for all the minerals and mining. Mm, absolutely. And I, I think like this really goes into uh, the idea that, you know, and long-term listeners, I know I say this all the time, bloody Naomi Klein with the, um, to change everything, we need to change, to, to stop climate change, we need to change everything. And really, I think it speaks to some of the kind of uh, the the surface glancing that goes on in the environment movement around how to solve climate change is just to stop fossil fuels, which we know, um, I mean, for example, in Victoria, the fastest growing source of fossil fuels and um, the second largest source is, is transport issues as well. So there's so much uh, to change around what we do in order to do it and kind of speaks to this idea about how a lot of the environment movement or maybe the climate movement is stuck on this idea of climate action and not climate justice. What, mm. what do you think like, a just outcomes look like in terms of uh, decarbonising our economy? Oof, that is a big question. Oh, no, um, it's not. It's only Tuesday morning <laughs> in January. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, and I guess, yeah, speaking as myself rather than the Alliance, mm. the Alliance, you know, it's just a group of, it's just a bunch of different people and groups. Um, and all of us within the alliance have different ideas, um, but trying to think about what a, you know what justice would actually look like. I think in a country like ours, um, where a lot of us are consuming more than you know is sustainable for you know every human on the planet to consume, there there needs to be a lot of kind of structural changes that help all of us to live. I guess much more simple lives. You know, not not simple in that they're boring. Um, We're not all going to go but, live in the yurt, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely not. There's still a lot of technology that we need to keep, um, and that is wonderful. But just trying to think about what are all the things that we use every day, and how much of them do we actually need? You, you know, like planned obsolescence is one of the biggest ones. The mm. idea that you know people get a new phone or a new TV, and, you know, it's built into the profit-driven system to make them go obsolete as quickly as possible. You know, that's just insane. We need to be, you know... We, we, I find it interesting to, to think about my grandparents' generation and how different things were and that a lot of things that they have, they had for life rather than this constant buying. Um, and so I think a lot of it is, yeah, just trying to think about what do we actually need um, and coming up with systems in place so that's accessible to everybody. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's not just the individual consumption change. Mm. It's, you know, how can we help, you know, get everyone to work less and make sure everyone still gets the same amount of pay. 
um, so that people have more time to fix things and grow things and hang out with their communities and share things and kind of get their needs met in a more local, um, yeah, less less damaging way. But there's so many pieces to that puzzle of how do we actually get to something that would look, you know, um, like it would actually be able to sustain humans for thousands of years. Because at the moment we're, we're living in a way that's definitely not going to sustain us for very long. Absolutely. And um, I'm talking to Alice, who is an activist involved with the Blockade IMARC Alliance and someone who is working around in lots of networks to end extractivism or large-scale mining and bring about a bit of a uh, revolution in the way that we think about uh, how we live our lives, really, in, in totality. And one of the things that I really like is um, involved in this extractivist definition, um, and I'm looking at the uh, Blockade IMARC dot. Dot com. <laughs> it was like, oh, what was it? It was a dot something. Um, BlockadeIMark.com. If you want to um, jump on the interwebs and have a look at some of the things that we're discussing and have a deeper read, and I'll put that in the show notes later on as well, is this idea that um, we're involved within extractivism, our notions of human rights, the exploitation of women and children. Um, and that really speaks uh, to me, and I know many at Friends of the Earth, as we move into an intersectional feminist kind of frame of understanding um, what sort of changes are needed as we move forward in the world. And one of the things that I really like and touches on what you were just talking about, Alice, is, um, and I don't know how this is going to go because it's a bit of wordplay on, on the website, <laughs> but the idea of economy not rather than economy. So the idea that we're putting um, the um, ecosphere first um, in our economic systems rather than that money kind of focus things. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely, and um, it is really interesting when we start unpacking the economy. It's often this just word that politicians use, and they use all these big fancy terms. And you know, a lot of us just feel like, oh, that's something over there. Um, but the word economy originally came from meaning household, um, mm. and kind of how we manage our household. And it's it's simply just how we use resources and. Our current kind of neoliberal economic system, yeah, is, is this idea of free markets and, um, you know, humans are all about going after profit. Um, but the kind of way that we need to see the, the economy is, is that the earth is, you know, the, the, the earth is the most important thing, as we see on all the placards at the rallies. There's no jobs on a dead planet. Mm-hmm. There's no businesses. There's there's no profit on a dead planet. There's no live music on a dead planet as well. (laughs) No, unfortunately. Um, And so, you know, what some really good and progressive economists are trying to do is break down this neoliberal kind of hegemonic idea of the economy that exists today to say, no, it's just about distributing um, the stuff that we have and the most important thing is the earth, the eco. Um, Mm. So hopefully, you know, wordplay can get that into people's heads because it's just it's just like I spent part of COVID studying economics to try and be like no 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 <laughs> this is not something over there this is something that we can all understand um, but it's surprisingly hard to get our heads around 
It's it's true, and I'm glad that you spent your time in COVID. It's so productive. I think I was spent a lot of time eating and baking my feelings. Um, but yeah, I really love uh, the the. I really do recommend jumping onto blockadeimark.com. Gratuitous plugs everywhere, um, and having to read through this uh, section about beyond extractivism, I've I've found it a really good resource just to have um, some really good statistics, some really good arguments, and some really good um, ideas. And it's not telling us the solutions, but it's definitely outlining some of the problems and outlining some of the ways that we can um, talk about beyond uh, capitalist uh, economies. And I think that's a real hard thing for people to um, move beyond. We live in that post-socialism, post-communism and all that. And it it is hard to imagine what does the world look like beyond the the current capitalist model that we live in. Um, One of the things that I think is important as well is that that idea that uh, the extractivist uh, industries in Australia are the large employers um, of people, or you know, because we're always talking about jobs, 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 and and that sort of thing. But it's it's a really a fallacy that's constantly told, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's been proven in court when Adani was trying to claim that its coal mine would give you know ten times more jobs that, than it actually would. Mm. Um, so so yeah, but but it, it is like in Australia, we're in a really difficult position because our economy is based a lot off you know mining and so how do we transition i think part of that is looking past this idea of you know economic growth growth of gross gross domestic product gdp as this you know the most important thing to keep the economy going and therefore we need mining and it becomes this critical infrastructure and the national interest and all of that those words that come with it but you know, there's a lot of amazing kind of research and ideas going into, well, no, instead of measuring, you know, well-being and, you know, the happiness of our country in, in terms of more stuff, what are other ways that we can measure? And as soon as you look to other, you know, looking at happiness or health or sustainability, then mining becomes a lot less important and there are lots of other really good things that people could be doing. Um, you know, and hopefully have much more fulfilling and less dangerous lives than the, you know, poor people that have to work in the mines. Yes, we are talking about extractivism with Alice from uh, the Blockade IMARC Alliance, amongst other places and activists who is pretty keen about ending extractivism and transforming our economic systems to put the planet first. And if you missed any of this conversation, you can always go on to 3cr.org.au and find a podcast and listen back to to it. Um, We're almost running out of time, Alice, and I do want to talk about um, IMARC a little bit specifically. Um, So if people haven't heard about this conference, it it really is quite a big deal, isn't it, and brings together so many people from around the planet. Yes, yeah, on their website they like to boast that this is Australia's biggest mining event. Um, And yeah, it's international. So yeah, it's bringing so many different people and companies together. I mean, yeah, because of COVID this year, it's both in person and mm. online. Um, but I'm sure they'll still be flying in some people from overseas, as mining often, <laughs> you know, gets priority mm. um, in those sort of things. But yeah, it's it's three days this year, um, well, this January, starting from January 31st to Feb 2nd, um, and it kept being postponed because of COVID. But they really, really wanted to get it happening. So mm. yeah. 
And um, the planned resistance for it, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, Blockade IMARC, uh, yeah, the Blockade IMARC Alliance consists of lots of different groups and individuals, um, and we're trying our best to organise in a decentralised way that, yeah, as you'll see on our website, we have shared principles and aims that kind of keep us together, but we really, really encourage different groups and people to bring what they want, talk about the specific issues that they want um, and come and, you know, be part of it in whatever way, whether, you know, you want to be the person, you know, disrupting, running inside or trying to stop entrances or making a lot of noise (laughs) or whether you want to bring food, um, you know, bring something really creative. I think there's going to be a dance troupe. Um, that's going to be amazing. If Maybe there's no dancing at the revolution, then I'm not there. So <laughs> <laughs> You'll like this one then. Um, yeah, there's going to be food provided. There'll be lots of information um, and creative. You know, you can come up and make a banner or a placard. Uh, so basically there'll be people there for three days um, just engaging in all different sorts of both resistance. But we're also really excited about the kind of festival atmosphere that can come with um, mm. these sort of protests and the conversations about what do we want instead and, you know, trying to engage in, in dialogue and discuss ideas and our differences and how to work together. Um, and so, yeah, it'll, it, it'll be basically whatever people bring. Um, so I'm, I'm quite excited to see what, what comes out of the creativity of our neighbours. I love a good DIY crowdsourced kind of event. It's always great to see what does um, pop up. You're right. And if people are a little bit worried about the um, COVID situation, is there ways that they can help from home? Yes, yes, definitely. So so this year will definitely look different to previous years because of COVID. Um, there are some people, you know, developing a bit of a plan and we'll have all of the, you know, masks and that sort of stuff and we're encouraging people to as much as possible stay in small groups Mm. um if they do come and we'll yeah but of course a lot of people are at home because they have to be or because yeah for so many different reasons and there are many ways that can be helped um we've got we're developing a bit of a social media toolkit Mm -hmm. um which will have a whole bunch of ideas of different things that people can post and so basically we're asking people to have the conversation with your community. Um, so that might be a conversation with people that you live with. It might be a conversation online. Um, and then if you do have some time or want to put some time I- into it, we can also have the conversation with those mining companies and IMARC on their platforms. So we've tried this before, doing a bit of a spam party mm. where we just get people, you know, commenting and um, putting up arguments about, you know, why we don't need to mine any gold, any more gold, for example, or why, <laughs> yeah, digging up uranium is a really bad idea. Um, and so getting all over, you know, the social media of IMARC and the mining companies to show them that they can't just come and talk about this as if there's no consequences. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds all um, wonderful and I really encourage people to get involved and they can do so. Um, probably the best way is to check out blockadeimark.com or check out Blockade iMark on the Facebook. And there is an info night coming up. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
there's one this Sunday morning. I can't exactly remember the time, but you'll find on our Facebook there'll be an event. And if you sign up on our website, um, we send out a whole bunch of um, information um, and emails. And you can also sign up and kind of put in what you might be interested in doing so that we can contact you and support you for whatever role you might want to play or answer any of your questions. Um, but, yeah, come along to the info session there. They're fun and they're online, so they're accessible to everybody. Fantastic. That's at Sunday at 11 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Time, if you're listening around online at the moment. Um, and I'll put links to all that in the show notes at 3cr.org.au. And I want to thank you so much, Alice, for joining me and having a great conversation today. No, thank you. Much. Thank you so much, Phil. No worries. Have a great day. You too. Time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty with Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. You are on Dirt Radio. This is Phil Evans here, just having a chat with Alice from the Blockade IMARC Alliance, uh, talking about extractivism, what it is, how it affects everything, and what we need to do to uh, change everything to fix the systems that we live in and put the earth people and planet before profit. Oh, all these ideas that really speak to me and probably to many people in the 3CR audience. Uh, We are almost out of time on Dirt Radio today, but I do want to let folks know about a citizen science field trip that is happening on the 27th until the 30th of January. So people will know last winter, Friends of the Earth published an Icon at Risk, a report which um, considered the many threats to the mountains northeast in northeast Victoria. Um, it's obvious that the land managers in the Alps understand that snow gums are at extreme risk due to more regular fire and dieback. However, they do not know the full scale of the problem. So Friends of the Earth are going to try and find out via Citizen Science Project. Um, and so it's four days up in the Mount Hotham area and you are very welcome to join in. There is no experience or prior knowledge required. There'll be all sorts of training and information available. Um, they'll be camping together and it is $40 a person per night. But do get in touch if you're having financial difficulties. Don't let that be a barrier and we'll try and sort something out. Um, you just to know as well, if you're interested, you can get in touch with Cam Walker from Friends of the Earth at cam.walker at foe.org.au or check out the show notes at 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio to find out more about that citizen science project that is happening later on in January. And of course, you can listen to the rest of the show and that discussion I had with Alice from Blockade iMark online as well. All right, that's probably enough for me. It's so great to be back in the studio live and on the airways at 3CR. And thank you, everyone, for joining me. Coming up next on 3CR is Gav with Billabong Beats. Always a great show, so stick around on 3CR. But for now, let's go out with a little bit of Simona Kashikam and let's find the good in you. Have a great day and enjoy the beautiful weather that we're having.